Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of BossCast Podcast. This is the official production of the St. Pete Girl Boss, badass entrepreneur, sexy female group. <laughs> and today I'm very excited because we have the founder and creator of the group, Sandy Bean, on. She is basically my soul sister, um, quirky, creative, innovative, teacher past, teacher presently. She's literally all the things wrapped into a little ball of sunshine and energy. So we have Sandy Bean on. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be here. It's so nice that like, look, it's here. You've been talking about it for so long and dreaming of it. So I'm super, super excited to look at your smiling face being here on this podcast. It makes <laughs> me happy. I'm so pumped too. Literally, we've been talking about it for so long. and Since like day one. <laughs> yeah. And finally, we'll get to share everybody's stories with oh, everyone so in the group and outside of the group. I'm just so excited. Me too. Yes. So um, if you guys have listened to a few of the other episodes on this episode drop, um, we generally position the episode around two or three main questions. Um, and our first one is kind of describing an impactful moment or a turning point, or in your case, many of them um, mm -hmm. with your business. And I know that you have just like all of these knotted together ropes and things that all kind of tie together. So tell me about it. Tell the audience about it. I will tell the audience about it. I will try to be, uh, brevity is uh, an area of opportunity for me. So I will <laughs> try to watch the <laughs> clock as we, as we move along. Um, so my background, interestingly, I mean, one of the things that I really have loved about this journey and the impactful moments, right, that we look at is how we end up taking a pivot and that kind of becomes in retrospect an impactful moment to, to our, our entire path, right? So you know, originally when I started college, I was a marketing major and then I ended up getting pregnant with my son, who's now 23. And I was like, well, how am I going to have more time to spend with my kid? I guess I'll be a teacher. They don't work in the summer. That's going to be easy. <laughs> right. Lies. But um, it's it was the coolest thing because that put me into a place where I realized I have this just natural aptitude for um, being able to find whatever magical thing someone has deep inside of them and pull it out and use it to motivate them to create something. Um, luckily, I was an English teacher, you know, so there's so many things you could do with that. But um it it led me on that path of understanding the the power that caring about a person as a person had on any kind of situation right so i taught for probably 16 years and then um my daughter my oldest daughter got really sick and so that was big pivot number 2 right i left a six figure you know nearly six figure teaching position up north where I was um, I was the administrator of gifted programming. I was speaking nationally as a teacher. You know, I was published, doing all these things. But you know, I myself was in a point of like, this can't be it. Like, come on, man. Like, there's got to be more than this. <laughs> and then she got sick, and it was like that was where all of our attention went. So, big pivot number two that ended up being probably one of the most impactful moments was leaping into the abyss of the comfort of you know my big house in Ohio, my job up there with retirement and all of that because I, I knew it would save her life. So when I came to Florida, we had COVID and all of that. I did some marketing and social media and I went back to public school. And I think this was the the big, the trifecta here because 
first of all, teaching in Florida public schools is very different than Ohio. <laughs> um, the pay is much lower. And it's just a lot more, um, the, the control in the, because the size of the districts is very tight. And for me as a creative person, it became very difficult balancing COVID and, and all of the kids stuff and still being able to be creative and, and being the best teacher that I could be. Obviously I did what I could, but towards the end of the year, there was a conversation about placing gifted students and where they would go. And a, a colleague actually said that they were concerned if they had um, only one gifted kid in their class that, you know, they, their test scores wouldn't look good. And it became about scores and data and not about kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember leaving work that day with just pit in my stomach, like, this is not how this is supposed to be. So I decided I wasn't going to go back. And that was a big thing. <laughs> because That was probably mm -hmm. the big like, what? That was huge, right? <laughs> I realized that I could have a greater impact stepping out of that system than I would have flying, you know, swimming under the radar a little bit. And so I started that Bean Center for Gifted Enrichment and Support. And the intention of that was to work with schools, administrators, parents in, in understanding neurodiversity and gifted kids, right? And that was all fine and good, except I really like work folks and work families. Mm -hmm. and I was very lonely. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is not, this is really sad. I'm just like, it's me and my computer. And I did have clients and kids, but it's just very different. Like mm -hmm. there's nobody to talk about work with. There's nobody to, um, that really gets it when you're a solopreneur. So that's when I started, you know, buzzing around in my head. I had some friends in the area and I just was like, you know, I really just want, like, I want to meet women who are into this, who really, you know, are, have companies too. I have so many questions, you know, things like that. So that's where the idea for St. Pete Boss came from. And I think it buzzed around in my head for a solid six months as I second guessed myself on a pretty regular basis. <laughs> I know how it goes sometimes. And then finally, um, you know, I, I met the most vivacious and fabulous business owners over like about a week um, in January. And I said, you know what, I have to do this. Like I'm going to. So that's when St. Pete Girl Boss started. And the fact that I woke up and just didn't want to ignore the urge anymore taught me so much about those types of downloads and inspirations. Because mm -hmm. I'm like a big manifestation like person, but like from like the psychological standpoint. And what I'm beginning to realize is that you just should never ignore a hunch ever. Yeah. Because every time you do, there's this whole thing, right? Like, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert tells the story about how there was this poet, right? And she believed that a poem would fly into her from like the atmosphere. And if she didn't grab it, then it would go on and somebody else would get it. Have you heard mm -hmm. that, that story? Yeah. So there are people that believe that with ideas, right? And so if you have a great idea and then like a year later you see it in a store and you're like, that was my idea. <laughs> like, well, maybe it was, but the butterfly flew and you didn't grab it. So mm -hmm. too bad. So it's one of those things that when it stays with me, I really know it's mine. Right. Um, but this one, I just was like, I, I have to do it. And that's how St. Pete Girl Boss was born. And so just through the process, there have been a lot of little impactful pivots um, that have taught me a lot of different things about myself. But I think that for me, the biggest, most impactful thing is, has been those, those times where I could not ignore what I knew I wanted to do, even though it was crazy or it didn't make sense or like, it, it just, you know, I don't know, like, who am I to be an entrepreneur support person? Like, I didn't even mm -hmm. know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> but it turns out that that's actually part of the journey. Who knew? Um, mm -hmm. So, and it's a, it creates a beautiful ripple effect when you, when you honor your hunches, especially when you have a path that happens to intersect with support and love and all those things that come easily to me. So, so yeah. yeah, I would say that I've had several impactful moments, but those are some of the highlights of my convoluted journey through the existence I call my own. 
Yeah. Well, and I don't think I'm the only one to think this, but like your story is incredible. Like just, I mean, I could, every time you tell it, it's like, I know the information that's coming, but you say it in such like a different way that it, I don't know, personally being in the group, like it's funny hearing you, like what you pinpoint as your most impactful moments, because like being a part of the group and luckily one of the founders, which is amazing. Um, I see impactful moments with the group, like every single time we have coffee, every time we do a live, every time that we make some sort of post or comment or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just reminds me that it's not, it's not just a group and it, it's not, it turned into not just a group after you started it because you weren't just starting it to have a Facebook group. You were starting it to create a space for, female entrepreneurs like you were trying to build a family of female entrepreneurs and that's exactly what you did so mm -hmm. it's it's just cool that that things have a ripple effect like you said like that I just I love being able to witness it every single day isn't it incredible and the conversations that you don't even realize will have that kind of impact like how many times you you know and, and it happens to me too and I know you as well do we have a conversation with an entrepreneur and then they come back at us a couple of weeks later or whatever. And they say, I listened to what you said and my world has completely changed. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's an honor. And I don't necessarily like toot my own horn about it because I don't think it's necessarily anything that I'm doing. That's like revolutionary other than, like you said, creating a space, mm -hmm. um, looking at what I've learned from from gathering all this information from all these people that we meet and just imparting that, you know, whatever little bit of wisdom or support or love that we can to these people. But when we do it in this context, it's, it's just, it's amazing. It's really magic. It's so wild. It's definitely a force, I think, bigger than, than we are. Um, I feel blessed that I have the talent to create those spaces for people, whether it's one person or a bunch of people, but the magic comes when people show up in your space and, and get it and do the work with you. That's, that's yeah. really where the magic happens. <clears throat> Absolutely. And seeing people like, you know, even people that have been coming from day one or people that, the, you know, their first time was last week, like seeing, I think there was a woman at a Tuesday coffee who stood up to introduce herself. And she was like, you know, I was actually here last week, but I didn't have the courage to introduce myself. And now I do. And I just want to tell you who I am and what I do. It, it was just, it was so cool to like, it's just been one week and she already feels that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, with people in the Facebook group, we get a lot of introductions all the time and there's a lot of introductions that kind of start off like I've been in this group for a few days or I've been in this group for a few hours and like holy cow I can't wait to get to get into it and I feel like at a certain point I would almost expect those to be like oh you're just saying that but it's never <laughs> it never feels that way like I'm like I actually get that you like you get so much from being in there for a few hours like I believe it start coming to some things be in person like that's where the magic happens, as you say. Always, always. There's this great, um, there's this great awards assembly that they do. I used to teach the district I taught in was called Mayfield, right? So Mayfield does this really neat thing where they take their top 30 graduates at the end of every school year. And the top 30 is allowed to nominate three teachers throughout their school career that were the most impactful. And they invite the teachers to a reception and the top 30 gets to go up in the front and they get to say something about each teacher and you get a plaque and it's like you cry and it's fabulous. And, um, <laughs> Well, 
I'm pretty quirky. So sometimes the kids come out with stories and I'm like, why did you say that out loud? Like, I love how she teaches Edgar Allan Poe in the dark with no shoes on and how we go outside and read under the trees when we're (laughs) supposed to be. I'm like, you guys are giving away my secrets. But one of the things that always stands out and that I love hearing, and I see it too with St. Pete Girlboss, is just the fact that, you know, we show up as ourselves and there's no expectation that they will do any different. Right. Mm -hmm. There's not, yes, there's a level of respect that's, you know, required. There's a level of, you know, showing up just to be present or whatever, but there's not that go like, that's it. Like come in and take off your shoes, come in and sit on the floor, come in and just be who you are because that's enough. That's completely enough. And you can do that with people of any age. You know, Mm -hmm. I taught college fourth grade to college and, and adults now. And if they feel like you're not giving them, you're not blowing smoke up, you know, then they're gonna it breaks a barrier right away, you know? And so I think that's been the cool thing too with St. Peter Bosses is a lot of these entrepreneurs are saying, you know, this is finally one of those spaces that I feel like I can just show up and and not know the answer or be a know-it-all because I do know it all mm-hmm. and be okay with that. And, and yeah. nobody's like, you know? So I think that's a, a really important point is that we bring, when you give a person a place to be their authentic selves, like real crazy crap happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm proud of us for being able to do that. Me too. There was actually a woman I met the other day and like, you know, generally I feel like the word networking has a certain connotation. So you think of networking and you just think like, oh, we're getting dressed up. We're going to like this professional meeting where we're shaking hands and we're handing out business cards and stuff like that. And so I met a woman who it was her first coffee and she, you know, she came, she looked gorgeous. She came in like, you know, a skirt and a blouse and heels and all the things. And like, she looked stunning. But I then I saw her then. Yeah. Then I saw her the next <laughs> week and she was in like these like flowy genie pants. And like she just looked like a little piece of like goddess. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like your outfits are so different from the last week. And she's like, I just feel comfortable. Like I kind of realized like what this was when I came the first time. And I just immediately feel comfortable. Like I can be myself. This isn't somewhere where I have to come dressed up or put together. I can if I want to, but I don't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just another one of those cool moments where I was like, yeah, you just come here and you be yourself and you share it. And like, everybody loves you. That's it. That's the whole thing. Exactly. And think about like the world as a whole, you know, I think that we would be better off just as a society in general. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but you know, part of what we do that makes it life painful is we have to like decondition ourselves from being what other people want us to be and what other people think we are and and when we do that when we live in that way like as what they want for us as who you know or or what we people pleasers that kind of stuff it doesn't feel good and and it disconnects us from what we know to be our truths and things like that and so if we could all just live always in a space where okay, you're an introvert. So you come to one coffee a month, but you're on the Facebook group. That's cool. Okay. You prefer to show up in flowy pants and you know whatever, where you're just accepted and people mm-hmm. look at you and go, this is your magic. This is not what I want for you. This is yours. How can I support you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if that was just the general rule across the board in all situations that there would be a lot more magic happening and a lot less BS happening in the world. And so if this is how we can create that is through this like microcosm of space that it creates that again, like you said, ripple effect that people can go out and make those spaces in their own worlds and their own jobs with their own people because they feel how empowering it is. Then um, I think we're doing something bigger than just business cards and hors d'oeuvres. Although I do like mm-hmm. hors d'oeuvres. I do. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> a few happy hours, a few charcuterie boards. It's fine. A few charcuts. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly's um, avocado toast is pretty good. Yes. <laughs> so I love all of that. And it's always my one of my favorite things to just recount like 
all the goodness that not only girl boss but just like all of your little ripples has brought you and like because it brought you to me mm. yes, um exactly. so <laughs> and like, i just that energy i need that yeah yeah and i just i know personally like this group has just been like a monstrosity in my life in the best way possible like it's just completely like taken over tsunami it's been great um but along with all of those things all of that magic all of that goodness as entrepreneurs we are also always learning and so the thing about the ripple effect is there's highs and there's lows at the same time maybe not the same time but throughout your journey and so I'm curious about because even the infamous creative wonderful positive Sandy Bean has (laughs) things that she goes through so you know I like to have this heart to heart piece of the interview because I think that it just connects us to our listeners. So I'm wondering if you would be so open to share your something you're struggling with in your business or something that you're currently learning that Mm -hmm. maybe hasn't approached you before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. There's always something, right? I think in my bean center prior to girl boss life, my biggest issue I think was marketing, which I think honestly the more people we know, the the more that happens. And the marketing piece is just like, you're afraid to talk about it because it's hard to find your footing in your authentic voice. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need sort of training in that. Um, I think that's a common thing that, you know, is sort of a canned answer, like marketing's hard, but, but it really is. It's, it's super difficult. Um, looking back now and knowing what I know, I would change everything so much. Um, so that's, that's huge. But I think presently working through the way that girl boss has just exploded, um, and not intending for it to be a business, and then having to backpedal and put things into place has been extremely humbling. Um, I I consider myself very much like I'm a writer. Um, you know, I consider myself more of an artistic soul, and I have raging ADHD and you know an IQ that's up there, which makes it difficult to. Um, I'm not typical the way that I think. And sometimes when you're dealing with tons and tons of different people, and you have a lot of tasks all at once, you have to figure out how to make that work for you, right? Even when I worked in public school and I had a caseload of 120 kids and ran Mm -hmm. student council and signed something bad and everything else, it's so much different than wearing a business hat, artist hat, manager hat, marketing hat. It's just different. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think there's two, it's twofold, some of the stuff I'm working through. Well, maybe more than two. Um, Understanding, first of all, the balance and having to like, what am I doing to move my boat forward? Like, what is my actual goal Mm-hmm. And what am I doing to approach that goal, right? Because obviously we need to get paid. That's why you have a business. But the heart of my business business says is love is support. And like, unfortunately, like how do you balance that and still get paid? Right? <laughs> yeah. So creating the time to move the boat forward in a way that feels mission driven, but is also goal oriented so I can like pay my bills. That's mm-hmm. tough. That balance can be hard for me. Um, and then understanding for me, I have so many different um pokers in the fire, Mm -hmm. just because that's who I am. Understanding, first of all, how do I bring skill sets together so that the things that I'm doing still feel good? Like I'm not overly focusing on one thing because I need to breathe in other areas, right? Like if I'm doing something that's very um, event planning driven or whatever, but I need something more flowy for, for example, like Mm -hmm. how do I bring all that together? And I've come to understand that I am the common denominator. So as long as it's under the umbrella of like, this is something else I do, it feels more comfortable. But being able to articulate that to people is tricky. And that's mm-hmm. actually where I'm working now is like, what do you do? Well, 
what don't I do? Like yeah. I do lots of things, you know? So that that's been tough. And I think coaching has been really fun because, um, yes, I illuminate the pathway for an entrepreneur that feels like they're stuck or they're lost or whatever. I can say, Hey, this is comes back to my school days. Like I could see what a kid needed to get them to write an essay. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I, an entrepreneur wants to make money or move their needle, I can look and be like, Oh, that's your magic. That's where you need to press the button. Here's all my skills. So that's been fun because coaching kind of can do that. But, you know, again, it goes back to that. Is that always going to move my needle? So that's been, it's been weird to try to bring all that together. And also going the idea of that ADHD piece is like putting systems and routines into place when I'm the only one that's going to like yell at myself about yep. not doing them. <laughs> like I have a lot of dry erase boards and a lot of planners and things like that. Um, and I'm very proud of myself when I, when I do that, I feel like I do a pretty decent job considering, um, that I didn't get diagnosed till I was in my forties. And it's not, that's, I'm not using that as a crutch or an excuse. I'm just, it, it's helpful to me because the more I study neurodivergence, the more I realize what a beautiful gift it is, but how structures and systems don't, the standard ones don't really work for those sorts of folks. Mm -hmm. So you have to almost have like some picking and choosing. And I could do that with a student all day long, but when you're doing it for yourself, it's like yep. a completely different idea. So organizing my time to make sure I'm moving the boat forward, um, understanding how I can honor all of the different skills and ideas I have and that it's okay to put one aside if I'm trying to do something specific. Um, and then granting myself grace and not beating myself up for being a failure, which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with, like that imposter syndrome just mm -hmm. is, is, is loud. So I've, I've worked hard at that and self-sabotage can be absolutely something that if you're not aware of your own patterns, you can do. And I still catch myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that in order to be successful, at least in what I do, I have to work really um, deeply on a regular basis with connecting to myself, being aware of my own patterns and peeling away another layer of the onion. Cause I'll be like, I'm good. And then I'll be like, oh, that wasn't cool. That was not good. <laughs> Looks like we got another layer. We got to peel away. And then you work through that and then you're good. And then you're like, no, I'm not. So yep. it's a continuous process. Right. Um, I feel like my success is like stew, right? Like a bunch of chunks of things that work really well together. I don't like the word chunk. That's kind of gross, but <laughs> it's, you know, like these piece pieces, parts, pieces? Like, a, yeah. like, yeah, I got like a puzzle or like Lego set, yeah. right? Where you have yep. all these different colors and pieces and parts that work together so beautifully, but when they're scattered out on the table, you don't always see what they're making. I'm mm -hmm. beginning to see what the stew is, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that being around all of these people who maybe are a little bit further along that path than I am has is helpful. It's inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. Does it get me down sometimes? Like, oh, they've got their shit together and I don't. Um, yes, but then I know there's people looking at me thinking the same thing. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you know. Um, so that would be, yeah, the big three things I really struggle with, I think, working towards is, again, making sure I'm moving the boat, making sure that I'm being regimented and organized in a way that feels authentic to me, and then mm -hmm. understanding what else needs to go in the stew and what I need to, like, put in the fridge for now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's honestly, like, it never ceases to surprise me, like, how similar we are as well. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I love that. I love it's that. So, it's so wild to me sometimes. Um, I almost have to just be like, what? Like, <laughs> you, you are you in here? You're in my brain. <laughs> because... I'm so grateful for that, though, because yes. I'm 20 years here. So if there's anything that I can help you with, like as your friend and as somebody who just loves you so much, it's that like, please look at those areas now, <laughs> because if if we can find a way that's truly authentically tailored, you're going to just be so 
unstoppable and and you're already such a powerhouse that you know you're not going to have to deal with half the crap that I've had to peel away and I'm grateful <laughs> I'm so grateful for that so hooray um but you know there's there's beauty in the lesson but yes. I think sometimes if you can at least recognize that in something else you've seen before and maybe make it a little easier on yourself that's that's nice too yeah yeah well specifically with something you were saying about like being in the room where other people have more knowledge than you like Mm -hmm. that's that's honestly the feeling that got me into girl boss in the first place because I was like oh I don't know any entrepreneurs in my life I never really thought about being an entrepreneur but like someone just picked something and then made money from it and there's obviously a process there but they just like picked something and they were like I'm good at that or I enjoy this. This is my job now. Yeah. And I was like, what are you saying? And so I wanted to be in the room where that was happening because they have learned things. They've gone through things. They've created things that I haven't even thought about before. And I wanted to like, just bask in that magic. And so now being like, what, 10 months in, 11 months in, 10 Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, which Mm -hmm. is wild in itself, but being like nine or 10 months in, it's just like, who I was when I joined in February and who I am now is is crazy and like I can't even imagine how it is for just the creator of the group in general because you have 3,000 women that that know you and that like soak up your knowledge and also 3,000 teachers at the same time and that's bonkers to me isn't it though it's wild one of the things that I think though has been very interesting is like there have been so many times that I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I don't, I can't, I can't possibly do that. Or I can't possibly um, speak to that. Or I don't, and, and, and I look to other people for guidance when really I should learn to trust myself because the way that other people do something isn't the way that I'm going to do something. And yes, there are always, you know, systems, techniques, tips, obviously that you can learn from people. But I think one of the greatest things that we can do is like, if you feel like you can do this thing, try it your way. Don't bring in people necessarily or take advice from people and follow it to the letter because that's not how any of us are designed. <laughs> that's not how we're supposed to do this. Yeah. So I think imposter syndrome becomes, it fights against us a, a little bit because we're like, well, they've been doing this for this long. So that must be the right way. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is there really a right way? Like, for example, like I could, I mean, E.E. E. Cummings doesn't even use capital letters and his stuff is genius, right? Like, is there a right way? Sure, you're supposed to use capital letters. Does he care? No. Is it genius? Absolutely. Like, I can give you a structure, but you have to understand intuitively how that's going to work for and against you. And I think that that's been a huge lesson too, watching everybody go, like somebody that you thought three months ago had their shit in the bag, sorry, had it in the bag. And then you, three months now later, they're coming to you like, can you please read my tarot cards? Everything's falling apart. And you're yeah. like, Okay, right. So like knowing that you you maybe did have an idea that would have had credence, maybe you could have helped them if you would have spoken up, even though you don't consider yourself an expert, because your life experience can be applied in so many different ways that what is an expert anyway, in some of these respects, I don't know, just kind of one of those things that trusting yourself becomes super important in ways that you maybe never thought about. Mm hmm. I love that lesson so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Sharing the wisdom of Sandy Bean. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> trials and errors, right? Yes. So um, as our interview comes to a close, which I'm sure we could keep talking for like 17 hours, but <laughs> and, we, and we shall probably maybe, maybe next off, time. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, I want to make sure to give you a second because 
you have so many things happening. I want to be mm-hmm. able to give you a moment to plug any of that and like mm. share specifics, like where people can find you, how they can contact you, how they can work with you, whatever you want. The floor is yours. Ooh, how exciting. <clears throat> okay, cool. So lots of different ways to work with me. My my newest endeavors, I have a podcast called the Recovering Gifted Kid Podcast, where we're going to talk about um who we are and what we should have been with regard to neurodivergent and um, intellectually gifted and talented folks. So that's going to be kind of cool to share those horror stories um, that we've all collected and really talk about intellect and how it plays out in the world with what we value and what we do not value. Mm -hmm. That's kind of fun. And then um, I work one-on-one with individual clients and I do small groups to help people move their needle forward and discover what their magic is so that they can go out in the world and be their authentic selves and create their own ripples. So people can reach me to do that. I have small group coaching programs. My latest uh, small group program is called Alignment university and it's a manifestation group that we'll be starting in January. I'm pretty excited about that too. I also have an online course called, yeah, it's going to be great. Influence and income, um, creating a community that captivates. And that is just to teach people to build their own community based on their own desires and values. So Mm -hmm. I have online courses. I have one-on-one small group coaching groups um, and, you know, lots of things happening here with St. Pete Girl Boss as well. And of course, I still do uh, stuff with gifted and twice exceptional students with schools and such. So you can reach me at think bean, uh, think underscore bean on Instagram, right? Is that right? That's right. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. And uh, you could also reach me at Sandy at stpgirlboss.com. My website is think-bean.com, or you can reach me through the girl boss stuff too. So I love talking with anybody and everybody, even if you just want to vibe with me, that's totally great. Um, and I, I'm just excited to be out in the world and and meeting all. I can't believe how many amazing genius people exist in the world. <laughs> I know, and, that, and they want to like come and say, "Hey, I'm like, what? Like what? It like you want to talk to me today? Okay, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? So please, if you're listening to this and something I said resonated with you, or you want to work together or whatever, please reach out. Um, I love talking to people, and I'm I'm super excited to see where the next pivot leads all of us. Yes. So basically, bottom line, what does Sandy Bean do? Everything. <laughs> Where can you reach her? Anywhere. So, Everywhere. Just yes. go outside and throw some glitter into the air and I come flying down like yes. some sort of like fairy. It's going to be great. And exactly. I will it's gonna be great. <laughs> we actually have some pretty exciting stuff coming up this week too, because we are going to be working with the city, with the Chamber of Commerce, with Greenhouse to help promote business growth during uh, the holidays for our brick and mortar mm, businesses. I love so that. It's just anywhere that I'm like, that would be cool. We should do that. That's I put an octopus tentacle there and see uh, if it gets bitten off or if we can grab on something. So the cool thing though, I get to bring all that together with my one-on-one clients in my group. So it's, it's pretty exciting. We need a visual of that, like on a t-shirt yes. and just like tentacles in each box. That's what, what's the same to octopus. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Kevin could draw it up. Let's call Jen. That's perfect. Probably. We got this. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the bottom line is for all of us and for me in particular, I'll speak with too, is like, love is my business. Like that is what I really believe gets all of us from point A to point B is like really seeing people as they are and, and providing them with the fuel that they need to be able to be that and create some, their version of success with it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel blessed that I've gotten the opportunity to do that with so many different people, so many different age groups and so many different contexts. Um, I just love supporting people and illuminating what their magic is and opening up a pathway or a door for them so that they can step through the way that they want to. I love that. Thank you. Look, I'm drinking water, Taylor. 
I know. Good job. <laughs> Are you proud? Of I got you? I got Sandy a water bottle for her birthday because it's in the dishwasher because Hayden used the last and she has COVID right now. So. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yes. dehydrated ass. Get some water oh, in there. Oh my God! You should be so proud. Taylor did it. Was it the perfect water bottle? I and love I it. Find that sticker that you wanted me to have. Yes. So so tell our listeners to drink water, ladies. Yes. Take your vitamins. Yes. And, um, Taylor, I have very much loved being here with you on BossCast <laughs> today, and I look forward to interviewing others and talking with you again and yes. anything that you need. Obviously, I'm here for you. It was so much fun, and I oh, can't wait for the next few episodes. So thanks oh, for hopping okay. on. No problem. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.